Hello and welcome to another episode of Elephants in the Room. And today I'm covering a disturbing story. Um, I guess in Memphis, there were five police officers who, uh, and they were African-American police officers, who stopped the gentleman and within a couple minutes, uh, apparently there may be a struggle um, or whatnot, but at the end of the day, the five officers beat the motorist to death. And it goes to a lot of different things. Um, if you listen to what some people say, some people say, well, the officers didn't just start beating a guy. You know, he must have done something or he resisted arrest. And I've watched a lot of different videos um, where the officers say, where officers will say, stop resisting. And the person really isn't resisting, but the officers have to say it because that way it's on record. You know, so so the training is, hey, say stop resisting. I've seen people have their hands up. People had their hands behind their back and officers will say stop resisting. And they will continue to beat and batter the person uh, to the point of where, you know, you have one person kneeling on them and on top of them. But in this situation, you have five officers against one person. Five officers against against one person, and they he wasn't shooting at them, you know. And and I, I, I it just baffles me as to as to how this happens. And then with this story, the five officers were terminated; they were fired rather quickly. Um, the five officers again they were African American, and if you want to go down that road as far as the African American versus Caucasian officers. You know, one one could say that uh, the African-American officers were fired quicker than what the Caucasian officers were fired. Is it true? Unless you have statistics, can't prove it. But it seems awfully strange that they, they got out of there pretty fast when there's been officers who have shot and killed folks under suspicious circumstances and are actually still on the job right now. But I won't go down that road because, again, I don't have the statistics to prove that out. But one thing I will say is that I think as a nation, we should be looking at what type of training are we giving our police officers? What type of training are these officers getting? And then on top of that, what type of temperament uh, are we accepting from officers that do this job every day. One of the things that I, I, I saw, and when I start seeing it, it, it bothered me because at one point, you know, first responders on news, they, they were touted as our heroes, they're heroes, they're heroes, they're heroes, they're heroes. And some things that some police officers do is heroic. Some things that happen, it is heroic. If, if you don't get your trash picked up, for X amount of time, X amount of days or whatever, whatever it may be. And the trash man comes and gets your trash. That's kind of heroic too, because if not, you're going to have a mess on your hands. You know, it all depends on, on what you consider being a hero. But in the United States, we, we get on certain mantras and it has to be, well, this person's a hero. The nurses are a hero. And when the nurses were a hero, they were a hero up, 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 up until they decided not to take the COVID vaccine. And then then they wasn't a hero anymore. All of a sudden, they were they were demonized and and they they were threatening the public safety because they would not take the COVID vaccines. 
Well, we have police officers right now who, there again, there's some wonderful police officers out there. There's some great law enforcement people that are doing the job and that have great temperament and they're taking the time and are really making an impact in our community. On the other hand, there are some horrible police officers who should never have a badge on their chest, who should never have a gun in their hands. I, I watched a video and I seen this video some years ago and a gentleman had a knife and the police officers obviously had guns. Um, the gentleman was maybe, I give or, give or take, I'm going to say 20 feet. Let's say 20, 25, 25 feet easily away from the police officers. Easily. And again, he had a knife. The only way the knife is going to work is if you're in close proximity to the police officers. This video showed them. And I say them because it had to be five or six different police officers, at least, executing this gentleman on the spot. They shot him. They, they made him a sifter. They, they shot him with that many, that many bullets. And for the life of me, I keep thinking, I'm like, you know, could we not have shot him in the leg? Could we not have tased him? Could we not have... You know, maybe maybe we need to look at getting some kind of net, you know, some kind of netting or something to to get somebody uh, immobile or down. Do we have to kill them? When you get stopped by the cops now, it's like you know, like there has to be a fear because you don't know if you're going to walk away from that that stop. And and I, I'm not even going to say that this is a well, it is a black and white thing to a degree in some instances. But I, I think just as many Caucasian people have gotten their butt whoops. But on the flip side, I think there's a lot of African-American people or people of color or people of, of foreign descent that have gotten a bad hand from the police officers. It's just what it is. Uh, I've had fairly decent encounters with police officers, but I know some people who haven't. And I, sometimes I believe that no police officer wakes up in the morning time and says, hey, I'm going to go kill somebody or I'm going to shoot somebody to death. I, I don't believe that. However, I think that there are certainly some people who are not qualified to hold that office. It's an important office, you know, being a police officer. It's an important job. It's a stressful job. It's a dangerous job. And I, I hear people a lot of times, they say, well, these guys, they just want to go home to their families at the end of the day. Great. The person that you stop wants to go home to their family at the end of the day also. It's a two-way street. It's not just a one-way street. And with these Memphis police officers, you know, they, um, they, you know, to beat somebody to death. I mean, did it take that? To beat, to literally beat somebody to death. It's my belief that some of these police officers, I, I really think that they've seen so much venom and so much uh, bad stuff on these streets. It's hard to figure out how that affects them, I believe. And because it's hard to figure out how that affects them, I, I believe it makes them numb. 
it's, it's tantamount to when you go to war. And as a soldier, you go to these, these foreign countries and you're fighting, you're going through this, you're going through that. You see things that, that you can't unsee. And you become numb to a lot of things. To where it's just, it's no big deal. It's really not. I know a gentleman and he was a drone operator for the military. The problem with being a drone operator for the military is that he played regular video games in his in his barracks room. He and he was great, to be honest with you. He was, you know, he was, you know, he <laughs> Call of Duty, all his all these action games he played. He correlated what he was doing for the military with the video game. And some for some people they're like, that's not a problem. But theoretically it is a problem because there's no there's no humanity in it. There's no uh, it's just like another day at work. And I believe a lot of these police, police, police officers, I believe that that's how they walk around. You know, hey, it's just another day at work. You know, I, I shot somebody or somebody got beat down and it's another day at work. It's nothing to them. And to exacerbate that further, there's no accountability with a lot of these police officers. If they do certain things, they know, hey, I'm covered. I'm covered. I've seen too many videos where police officers will add charges on video. You're obstructing this. You're you're doing this. You're doing that. And it's up to the person who gets accused to prove otherwise. And who are they going to believe? The person who got stopped or the police officer? Well, the police officer, like I told you before, they're the hero. They, they, they're held to a higher, they, they should be held to a higher standard. But, but they're placed on certain pedestals. And what occurs is that normally the person who gets stopped, they get the shaft. Consistently. And if that said person didn't have money or they're in a certain situation, whatever it may be, they don't get they don't get the um, benefit of the doubt. The police officer gets gets the benefit of the doubt. And in this situation right here with these five officers, Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith, they they you take somebody's life. I, I think when it comes to police officers and, and there's some other professions out there that, that are that need some policing, but we don't value life like we should. The last thing that should occur at any given police stop is the taking of a life, a, a shooting, a maining of somebody. That shouldn't happen, that shouldn't occur at any given time. But not only are the police um, numb to it but when we hear about it we're, a lot of people are numb to it in the United States I can't speak for these other countries there's more of a big deal raised if you and let me prefer, let me say this again before I, before I don't want the, the LGBTQ RSTUV people or, or whatever I don't want them coming saying that I'm something that I'm not 
if you are in the LGBTQ community, if you get discriminated against, more of a big deal is raised with that than it is when people are killed by police officers. If you are accused of being discriminatory towards gay people or lesbian people, there's more energy and focus given to that. Heaven forbid if you say something against somebody that's Jewish, the earth will stop turning behind that. That's just saying something about these people. But when somebody's life is taken from by a police officer, that seems to be not necessarily okay, but looked over. I, I really think that there should be some type of training, retraining, or, or just a look at how we police over here. Because when you go to these other countries, they seem to not have the same issues that we have in the United States. They seem to not have the same amount of incarcerations in some of these other countries. They seem to be more in tune with, hey, let's police a certain way as to not kill our people. There used to be a popular TV show I used to watch, and um, it was the it was two of them actually. The first one was Dukes of Hazard, you know, Bo and Bo Luke, and, and I forgot the other gentleman's name, but it was the Duke Boys, and they would be running from the cops and jumping and doing all kind of stuff. Never in that show did it show somebody getting shot up. Never. The next show was the Andy Griffin show. Andy Griffin, he didn't even hardly have a gun. You know, he, you know, he was probably pretty calm mannered. You know, he he was there to enforce the law. He was Sheriff Andy Taylor. You know, and uh, those are TV shows. You know, obviously, so you, you can't expect a level of normalcy because it's a, it's just a TV show. It's just something you watch. You know, if if you watch those TV shows, you think, well, hey, why can't it be like that? But that's not the real world. The real world out here is that people are getting beat up, beat down, beat around, men and women. There is no discriminatory situation when it comes to some of these officers. Matter of fact, I've seen videos out here where it could be old people. So a lot. So some police officers, they don't care if you are a senior citizen. They will beat the hell out of you just as if you're a young person. They don't care because they're desensitized. I think we should go to a situation where some of these police officers, where they are given a certain, they have a certain standard. If you shoot somebody, you need to be taken off of of the streets, period. Period. Especially if it's questionable for a certain amount of time. And there should be be some training on how to de-escalate because I believe a lot of these police officers they're already hyped up as it is. And and to not to try to take up for some folks that are out here doing nefarious things or running from the cops or fighting against the cops. Some people, when they get stopped, some people are in fear of their life. Is 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 the police officer or is me? Not saying this right, but I understand. Not saying that it should happen, but I understand. And some of these communities, they they've seen police brutality. They've seen the police doing nefarious things. They've seen it. They've experienced it. 
this exists. There's some communities in the United States where, you know, you see, uh, the talk I'm having, you know, people will look at me like I'm crazy, like, no, that doesn't happen. It can't happen here. We, or our police officers are stellar, and that may be. But there's some communities where the police are terrorizing people. Literally. And again, they're, they're, again, there's some there's some police officers, and if a police officer hears this, there are some wonderful police officers. I have some some police officers that I've met that are that are actually good people and good guys. But I think if you that's one of those jobs where if you stay in in it for too long, or or you're, or you're placed in in in, a, in certain areas, it will affect you. It has to affect you if you have human. But the effect that it takes that takes place on the police officer, it correlates to how the police officer treats people and how they interact with the public. And in this situation here with these five officers, Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith, it shows that. Because I, I, I would almost bet that this is not their first time doing this. This has happened before. It just may not have gotten reported or the person may have made it out alive. But they didn't they didn't just start doing this. This wasn't a spur of the moment thing. This this had to been something that was regular. So I, I would implore people to, to engage. You know, I and this is going to probably sound bad. Hopefully I say this the correct way. My wish would be that the energy that gets placed on rhetoric that's theoretically taken against Jewish people and LGBTQ and gay and lesbian, the energy that's used for that, why can't we use that that same energy for for this police brutality in the United States in certain communities? Why can't that be? And then on top of that, you got to ask yourself, how can certain how can certain communities be a polar opposite to other communities where the cops are just blatantly horrible? What's going on with that training in one community versus another? What's happening? Do the police officers, do they work for us or do they work for themselves? Because last time I checked, you know, a lot of mantra was to protect and serve. To protect and serve. That used to be the main thing with police officers. But it's not it's not the case anymore. You know, that the, the, the old adage, you're not in Kansas anymore, that definitely applies to police officers. You know, we're so far from where we should be and much farther from where we need to be. We need reform when it comes to these, it comes to these police officers. We need a level playing field. We need people to stop dying at police stops. We need the media to be just as energetic about that as there are other things. This is Ed Walters. I want to say thank you for listening to the Elephants in the Room podcast. And I just want to say 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will continue to bring you stories like this, but other stories, you know, just to bring attention, but also to bring thought, you know, and to 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 provoke some some um some movement, hopefully, in people's thought processes that there's always all kinds of sides. Again, thank you for for listening to my podcast and we'll talk to you later.